This is The Mudroom, on-common sense parenting classes with Alana Robinson, parenting effectiveness coach and child behavior strategist. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers and preschoolers more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free and live Uncommon Sense Parenting class. How is everyone this evening? So, tonight I want to talk about something that we used to talk about a lot in the posse, but has kind of just organically shifted over to my Brain Skills Play Blueprint Inner Circle group, and that's visuals. So just quick informal poll of anyone who is watching. How many times have you had a smartphone remind you of something today? Or have you put something in a calendar? How many of you have a paper planner that you use to keep track of everyone's schedules? Or a wall calendar? Or if you're like me and have post-it notes literally stuck on every single surface around the house in random places with notes to yourself on them. (laughs) If you use any of those systems, I want you to fess up in the comments. Tell me what you use. They said, I am a big post-it note girl. I have post-it notes everywhere. And I have a massive wall calendar that is like 20 by 13. And uh, that's what I use to keep track of stuff. Yeah, I have a bit of a split personality when it comes to this stuff. I do have my phone and a paper planner too. I just started a 2019 one and I have like this love for it all of a sudden. I used to hate having to write things down in a paper planner when I was in school and now it's my new love. Okay, so it's fair to say that I have a lot of things and I bet you have a lot of things to remember and I don't remember them all off the top of my head. I remember very little off the top of my head. I'm a mom. My brain is mush. Anna says she is all about reminders plus calendar entries, etc. Yes, hell yes. Because our brains are mush, right? <laughs> We're moms. They're like Swiss cheese. So some of you have noticed here on the mudroom when you're watching me on live video, it looks like I'm adjusting my camera sometimes. And I'll be very honest with you, I'm not adjusting my camera. I'm scrolling my notes. <laughs> because I have a tendency to go off on tangents. And before I know it, my train of thought has been rerouted to a new destination. So I have notes to try, try, I am not always successful, but to try to keep me on track, just bullet point notes so that I know all the topics and the basic things that I need to talk about. We have signs all around us when we're out in public telling us where to go and how to do things, right? Bathroom signs hey, go this way signs on the road, right? We don't remember much off the top of our heads at all as adults. But when it comes to little kids, we expect them to remember a lot of shit off the top of their little heads. I have genes that are older than my son, and I'm expecting him to remember everything that he has to do to be ready for school in the morning. All the things he needs to do in the bathroom, what order to put all his snow gear on in, and there is a lot of it. As I said, it was minus 40 here yesterday all the things that he needs to make sure he has before he leaves school to come home, all the things he needs to do when he does come home, all the steps to getting ready for bed, and a lot more. And when you start breaking those things down, that's a lot of stuff. Each of those routines has at least four steps to them. 
I can't remember the steps to making popcorn. I have a little post-it note with the instructions taped inside the cabinet that holds our microwave. But I'm expecting him at age four and a half to five, like to remember all of those things unprompted? Or my two-year-old to remember all the steps to clearing his place at the end of a meal? He's two. He's legitimately still a baby. <laughs> Personally, I consider anyone under the age of six a baby, but at two, he is a baby by anyone's definition. It doesn't matter that they do these things every day. I make popcorn literally every day. It's one of my favorite foods, but I still can't remember if I need to put it in for three minutes or four minutes, or if the butter goes in with the kernels or after I take it out for the best buttery results. So I have notes and I stick them there. So what's the solution here? Because kids under age six can't read. Once they're getting into four or five, they may be starting to latch onto some random sight words, depending on if they're interested or not. But for the most part, they can't read. You can't give them a list of things to do, or can you? Enter visual sports. So I actually went and I ripped this one off of the wall in my hallway before coming in here. So I've got to remember to put it back and my son's gonna have no idea what to do tomorrow. So yeah, he's gonna freak out on me in the morning if I forget. But this is ours for getting ready for school. Here, let me just open it all up so y'all can see. This is his for getting ready for school. So you can see it has a little picture for every single step that he needs to do. Kids can't read words, but they are extremely adept at reading images, especially when those images are repeated and have an assigned meaning. So this is his visual checklist. And when he's done a step, he closes it and he moves on to the next thing. I'm going in the right direction, right? Yes. Tilt it up so y'all can see. Yeah, he finishes it and he goes on to the next thing. We have visuals in the bathroom with all the steps to using the bathroom from pushing your pants down to drying your hands when you leave. They're not like this because this is just asking to be touched with dirty hands. They're just a strip of images without the flaps. No poop hands but they serve the same purpose. We have one by the door that reminds them what order to put their outdoor gear on in. We live in Canada. As I said, it is bloody cold here. We have snow boots and snowsuits and hats and mitts and neck warmers to put on. And most of it has to go on in a very specific order or you end up having to strip off and start again. My oldest has a laminated sheet in his backpack with a list of everything that he needs to bring home from school every day including all those hats and mitts and neck warmers. We have lost only one hat so far this winter. That is it, which is pretty darn good for a newly minted five-year-old if I do say so myself. They're little, right? We hold them to a standard that we hold absolutely nobody else to, and that's not fair. And it's frustrating for everyone. Little kids don't enjoy forgetting the 14th step to getting ready for bed and getting yelled at and you know, more than any more than we enjoy having to nag them to get going. Visuals support children in literally every area of executive functioning. Self-monitoring is the big one, obviously, but also flexible thinking, impulse control, emotional control, working memory, task initiation, organization, and planning and prioritizing. Literally all eight areas are supported by visuals, which is why in my brain skills play blueprint, that. Brain Skills Play Blueprint Membership. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. I usually just call it BSPB. 
There is an entire 12 video course that breaks down all the different kinds of visuals, their uses, how to make them using several different software programs. It's just one of the bonuses that's in there, but it is by far the most popular because it's an area that we so overlook for children. And it's something that I am really passionate about because the only time you hear about visuals is when we're talking about kids with special needs, usually autism. That's where I learned about visuals while being a developmental specialist and doing early intervention. And I've had the experience of being in a meeting with a preschool teacher and a parent of a child with special needs and myself and irate parents of typical children who are furious that visuals are being used in the classroom because they, quote unquote, their kid is normal. You know, they don't need those. There are very few times in my professional career where I've sincerely wanted to level someone. But whenever I have, it's been in one of those meetings. There are children who very literally rely on visuals to do 100% of their communication. And then there's their extremely typical kids who barely need them at all. But no matter where your child lands on that spectrum, the visuals are still helpful. They're still a positive thing. And if one person sees this video, and even if you don't rush out and implement visuals in your home, if it just stops you from being that irate parent scoffing at them in a class meeting, then this has done its job. But by implementing visuals, you not only give your child all the executive functioning goodness benefits, but you also habituate them to using visuals so that when, and I do mean when, since inclusion is becoming more prevalent, most of our children will be in a classroom with a child with special needs during their academic career. When they meet a child who needs the visuals, they'll already know how to use them and they will be an automatic ally for that child. And you'll be an automatic ally for their parents. Visuals benefit everyone. They are not just for kids with special needs. So I actually have a little present for y'all. To help you hop on the visuals train, I've gone ahead and made you just a very simple daily schedule. It is super general, so it'll work for hopefully as many people as possible, but hopefully it'll help you see just how effective even super simple visuals can be with little kids. So you can grab that in the link of the description of this video, and I will email it directly to you. All you have to do is click on the button in the email and it will download to your device. Um, and it says, my daughter's preschool has visual steps to getting dressed to go out and for recess along with getting dressed sung. Yes, that's awesome, right? They're, they're starting to come more into the mainstream. They are slowly, very slowly, but surely. But when you use them at home, you just like pump them up that extra step. And my son, like look how, how many steps are there to this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight steps. This is still pretty general, right? Like this doesn't break down everything that he has to do in the bathroom. It just tells him to go to the bathroom. There's another schedule in the bathroom that he follows for the steps in the bathroom. Um, eat. This doesn't break down everything he needs to do to eat. But we do have one by our table just on the wall that's in their line of sight that says like, hey, sit down and eat. When you're done, clear your plate, wipe down the table. Just three steps. It doesn't break down every little thing, but it just reminds him of the things he needs to do when he eats. We have two potties, one right after the other because my child needs to double eliminate. Wash hands because that's, for some reason he does that in a different bathroom. 
get dressed again this doesn't break down all the steps to getting dressed he has a different one in his room with which you're like hey make sure you have a shirt underwear pants and socks on pack your backpack we have one by the door that has all the things he needs to have in his backpack there get dressed for outside again another one by the door that says like hey have you got a hat and mitts and a neck warmer and a balaclava and you know your snowsuit and your boots which is a lot of stuff <laughs> and then go for the bus so he goes through this whole thing completely independently i don't have to remind him at all and if he looks like he's stuck i just say hey dude what's next on your list and he goes and he checks it he's like oh okay yeah i've washed my hands i've already gone to the potty i've already eaten he doesn't always follow it in this exact order when he started using it he did but he so he doesn't do everything in exactly this order anymore but it's more like okay these are all the things i need to do and then he's like oh did i get dressed no i didn't get dressed so off i go right i don't have to nag him and it's fantastic and now my two-year-old because my two-year-old is seeing my five-year-old use this i haven't even had to teach my two-year-old how to do it because he has his own which looks very similar to this, but has much bigger flaps and much fewer things on it because he doesn't go to school. And he wants to be just like big brother. So I didn't even have to teach the two-year-old. The two-year-old just follows his along and his is like, hey, you know, change your diaper, eat your breakfast, wash your hands, get ready to go to the bus. So it's been really, really great because I don't have to nag my kids. They do their shit all on their own and that frees me up to make sure that things like lunches are made and I have coffee. Okay, I think that's it for me tonight now that I've gone on my little tangent. Um, is there anything else I wanted to talk about? I don't think so. All right, so thank you so much for being here with me this evening. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us on social. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.